Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Let's talk about campground etiquette. Let's. <laughs> because we have notes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say because we have none. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got notes. We do. We do. Mostly because we feel like we... Were violated. I mean, we were. <laughs> it's very, very true. We Noise were. violated. Okay, let's just cover some basics, mm-hmm. right? Okay, campground basics, right? Mm-hmm. Be responsible for your own garbage. Clean your shit. Clean it up. Mm-hmm. Be respectful of other people's things. Mm-hmm. Don't touch other people's shit. Don't touch other people. Seriously, seriously. Don't. Yeah. Take quiet hours mm-hmm. seriously. Don't be a shit. <laughs> don't be a shit. Seriously. Yeah. Because we did not experience that. No. We did not experience people who were respectful of quiet hours. No. At the campground we stayed at. No. In South Dakota. No. No. Tell us why. Because they were having a family reunion. That's right. They there was, were. There was a legitimate Hootenanny. family reunion mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. at this campground mm-hmm. in South Dakota. Yeah. And you know what? I love that they got together to celebrate. Yeah. You know what? Do it. Celebrate mm-hmm. all you want. But also know when quiet hours begun mm-hmm. because they were posted everywhere. Mm-hmm. And when there are bitchy gays about. <laughs> because we will talk about you ad nauseum. Well, I mean, here's the thing. It's not like quiet hours are start at 10 p.m. and then they were quiet by like 10, 15. No, 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 no. We're in our tent at 1130 and they are still as loud as they were at 9 p.m. Yeah. And they're not getting any quieter. And they, I mean, when I, and it was like a group of about 40 people. Yeah. And they were just going on and on and on and on and on. It's like they got a movie going. Somebody else is playing a game. There's like, there's a ton of stuff happening and they're all yelling and there's a ton of like music playing. I just was like, In the world of weird things, I slept through most of this, but you did not. But I didn't. No, No. I sent. Because I had earplugs. I I sent um, 
an email. You Capricorned. I had to Capricorn in the moment. And I sent an email at 11.37 p.m. And I was like, hi, so I hope you can see the timestamp on this email. I am emailing you from the tent. I was actually very calm about it. And I was just like... This well, is what's have going on. Your energy. I was asleep. <laughs> this is what's happening. The family reunion is still very, very loud. Is there anything we can do to see if they can respect quiet hours for tomorrow evening? And um, the campground was super cool about it. They, they were? were like, we've talked to them. And also we've gotten emails from about 17 other people. Mm-hmm. We are speaking with them. And also we're refunding you for a night. Yeah, which, which was great. super nice. I just of them. don't know why they just didn't kick those people out, though. I don't either. I don't yeah. either. Or at least like, I don't know. There wasn't a problem the following night. Mm-mm. No. Looking for adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel You can open your eyes, and open your heart when you get at the National Park you, At the National Park At the National Park Follow you, I'll follow you would like to acknowledge that while hiking, exploring, and visiting the land also known as Wind Cave National Park, that we were on the traditional and stolen land of the Oglala, Lakota, Ocheti, Shikoan, Minikoshu, and many other indigenous people. All right, back to South, South Dakota. Dakota. Mm-hmm. And the campground we stayed in Interior, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interior, South Dakota, which is... The name of a little town. So if you listened last season, you heard about our Badland adventures. And this season, we are rounding it out with our adventures in Wind Cave National Park. Um, that's right. It's a, it's a season filled with caves from Mammoth to Wind Cave. That's right. Mm-hmm. And this, back again. <laughs> right. This was week four of our five-week road trip mm-hmm. in 2021 that brought us to 10 national parks which we are rounding out this season and we will be finishing up all those parks yeah a mere three years later yeah <laughs> so um mm-hmm. if you go back to last season and you listen to our badlands episodes you will hear what happened on the day before this day yes because we did all of our badlands adventuring in one um, day in one day and there's at least i think three or four episodes from badlands uh yeah something like that three or four enjoy all of those yeah everyone and it is a very doable one day park it is you can definitely do it like wind cave 
just like Windcave, indeed. So we were up very, very early, which was even earlier than usual because we had a pretty sizable drive to get to Windcave from Interior. It was um, about, it was over an hour. Yeah. But the issue was, unlike Mammoth Cave, which we were able to book our tickets, I think we had already had them booked at this point because we hadn't been to Mammoth Cave yet in our travels. We have been there in the podcast at this point. Right. But um, unlike Mammoth Cave, where you can book your tickets on recreation.gov, this was not the case for Wind Cave. Well, that was not the case for Wind Cave in the summer of 2021. Right. So here is what we knew based on the Wind Cave website in other national parks. Yes, like mm-hmm. Mammoth Cave, you can um, reserve your tickets ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Currently, as of today, in the beginning of 2024, Wind Cave also works like this. Look at that. That's right. So you can go to recreation.gov and reserve tickets for a cave tour, including the one that we're talking about today, the fairgrounds tour. Mm -hmm. And they also only release half of the tickets to be able to be reserved ahead of time. Mm -hmm. The other half is reserved for day of visitors because clearly maybe about half the visitorship reserves ahead of time. The other half just shows up. So they want tickets to be available for those people who just show up because nothing would be worse than showing up to a place thinking that you might be able to get into a tour and then mm. no because you had to book ahead of time. Yeah. Then that absolutely. becomes like a, a boundary and a limitation due to technology and access. Yeah, absolutely. However, this was not the case in our summer of 2021, COVID summer two. Correct. Um, because reservations ahead of time were not a thing. Uh, you had to do day of tickets and it was first come first serve. And if you wanted to get tickets for that day, you had to get in line and be ready for them to distribute tickets at 9 a.m. The tickets for every tour that day, even for later in the day, were usually gone within the hour. That's what we had come to read and find out. That's right. We came to read that and find out. We also, we had talked to some people who'd been to Wind Cave and they told us that. And I even called the Wind Cave Visitor Center and they also said that. So three different places telling us the same thing. So I think we were in line probably. Like we planned to do our lineup way earlier than nine because we wanted to make sure that we weren't going to miss out on tickets. So I think we had planned to get there and I think we did get there around 7.45 Mm -hmm. a.m. And we figured that that would be enough time. Mm -hmm. Um, So the drive from Interior to Wind Cave took a little over an hour, as Dusty had said. Uh, It required us to drive back towards Rapid City, South Dakota, which is sort of what we did when we entered in to South Dakota. Um, We passed Rapid City. We had hit that very weird giant storm and then headed towards Interior. And so we had to head back this way and then head a little south. Um, This is also the area with the Black Hills, Jules Jewel Cave, Custer State Park, and the sacred Lakota space, uh, the Four Grandfathers, uh, which was later drilled into by white people to create Mount Rushmore. Not great. Not great. No. Mm -mm. No. And we had thought about doing Jewel Cave, too, while we were here. We were. But but the elevator was down. Elevator was down. No way to get to Jewel Cave. To Jewel Cave which was a shame um, because we heard great things about Jewel Cave as well. And we were, you know, craving caves. We were. Mm -hmm. We really wanted to do it. Yeah. On the way out, we did stop and get some um, milk in order to have cereal because we had our our camp bowls with us. We did. And we had a box of cereal. Yeah. So we were like, let's just eat cereal for breakfast. Something like cardboardy. It was cardboardy. (laughs) It was good. That's my favorite kind of cereal. Uh Yeah. So we had gotten like a half a gallon of milk on the way there. Because you were like, I'll just kill it. You were, we were like, okay, we'll both have some and I'll just kill it. It's fine. Yeah. Milk's not my, my jam. Man. But it is mine. I know. 
Correct. <laughs> milk for you, mayonnaise for me. <laughs> there we go. Where's in my this, milk ornament? In this house, we're a mayonnaise house. And this is a milk house. <laughs> so um, we do finally arrive at Wind Cave mm-hmm. National Park. Upon the entrance, it was just so many rolling green hills. Oh, yeah. It was and, beautiful, beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Sun is out. Mm-hmm. This is also where it felt very reminiscent for Theodore Roosevelt National Park, which was one of the first things we did on this longer road trip, um, because we saw some bison on the hillside as we pulled in. So this is a great space to spot bison. Um, If you have never seen them before, you might catch them because Wind Cave isn't just caves. There are also above ground trails as well. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. We um, were going there Mm -hmm. on a weekday and while it was the summer, we were like, maybe, maybe there just won't be a lot of people in line Mm -hmm. because it's a weekday. I think it was like a Wednesday or something Something like like that. that. And um, (laughs) we put our clown makeup on. We put our clown makeup up on because we pulled up and there were already about I don't know like a hundred people probably there were not a hundred I think there were fifty people in line there at were that a, point it was a time. long line it was a long line people had stools there was a long bench that you or a long like low wall that you could sit on that led up to the visitor center but I definitely see I have problems judging the amount of people in a space so you're probably right it was probably closer to 50 but um I definitely had a moment of oh god we're not gonna get tickets. oh right <laughs> so it became like yeah. park the car as fast as yeah. we can and mm-hmm. run and mm-hmm. grab a spot in line because mm-hmm. there were just people walking up. Yeah. But we, so we did do this. And as soon as we did, I mean, we weren't there for five minutes no. and there was probably another 40 people behind mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. So we were like, thank goodness we got here when we did. Yeah. We had eaten breakfast on the way. Well, you had eaten. I had eaten because I was not driving. I had eaten. I had eaten. I was not driving. I did partake in some milk, even though I don't like it. We were like, okay, let's get in line. And you're like, I'm going to go back to the car once we're in line and we know what everything is. Where, like, what the situation is. And I'll eat. I'll have my cereal. That's what you did. You sauntered back over after eating. You act like sauntered. It's an interesting, I know you're using it in place of walk, but it's like walking, but with like an intention. And cockiness. There it is. <laughs> I just had milk and you didn't. <laughs> yeah, it was that. Um, but you were like, ah, damn it. You left the milk in the car and you're like, I'm sure it'll be okay. Like, we'll go through the cave and then we'll come out. And I was like, no, you need to go back and you need to chug that milk because it will be bad when we come out of that's that cave. right and yeah. i did not want to like pour milk out onto the ground Mm-mm. in any place in that national park no i also did not want to make someone have to deal with like milk in a container if it were put in the garbage no. so i was like all right it's time to do what you do best <laughs> Because there was, Guzzle. <laughs> it was half a gallon left, in, mm-hmm. or like it was half of the container mm-hmm. full of milk. And I had already had the milk from the cereal yeah. and drank what was in the, and so I was like, all right. And I just had to sit there in the car for about 15 minutes and drink that milk. And I knew I couldn't drink it too fast or I would have tossed it all up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that either. So, mm-hmm. um, so I did. And like a pro, like a champion, I took one for the team and I drank all the milk, <laughs> which is, I'm happy to do it anytime. I know you are. And I will take all the mayonnaise and drink it like a champ. <laughs> Finally, at 9 a.m. on the dot, a ranger appears and says that it's time to distribute the tickets. Now, distributing is a little bit of a kind of not correct term. It, it's time to buy your tickets and, and right. get. It wasn't like they were giving tickets out for free because you do have to pay for tickets. You do. Mm-hmm. And um, while I do want to say like at Mammoth Cave, ticket prices are very minimal. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're, I think they're between like 2 and $5 or something like that at Mammoth Cave. Here at Wind Cave, not the same. An adult ticket is about $17. And then like I think 
a senior ticket and a kid's ticket is like nine. Mm-hmm. So it is a little bit more. Mm-hmm. The ranger also shared with us that we were only able to get tickets for one tour, not multiple tours. Correct. Because we had thought, oh, because we had done this when we had done our four planning for Mammoth Cave. Oh, we'll do a few cave tours. We're, we're coming to see the cave. So we want to see the cave and its splendor. It was a one tour kind of situation. I think this was probably because of COVID. Oh, I'm Um, sure. But also I'm curious too, because when we did Mammoth Cave, Bruce, who we, you know, had time that we spent time with, um, who, if you haven't listened to those episodes of Mammoth Cave, you should also was like, oh, you don't need to do that other tour. You're going to see a lot of what you're seeing on the first tour in that second tour. So I'm curious how much of Wind Cave is a similar gist. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It didn't take us long to get to the ranger desk it only took about 15 minutes from like where we were standing in line mm-hmm. to like go around the corner on the sidewalk and then get inside and then it was only like five minutes once we were inside yeah. to get to the ranger desk to like pick a time by this time it was like i don't know 9 30 yeah and i think the tour that we were able to get was that like 10 30 and so we, we had like an hour to kill, we didn't have a ton of time yeah so yeah it was great the ranger recommended doing the fairgrounds tour and because it covers a lot of wind cave it covers the upper and middle levels of wind cave it is 90 minutes long and it is a 0.6 mile route mm-hmm. which we thought were we were like oh okay that's great that's great but it is labeled as strenuous because of the amount of stairs that are required yeah yeah. And there's a lot of like grade within the cave. And there was a lot of grade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a lot of walking for that 0.6 miles. Yeah. I definitely was like, when we were getting close to the end, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm I get ready. why they're saying yeah. it's yeah. strenuous. Yeah. We got those tickets and then we decided to um, use the time that we had in between to take in the museum exhibit that mm-hmm. they have in the visitor center. Most of the exhibit in the museum was downstairs, though there was information that was upstairs. The upstairs information covered the first people of this area. Uh, Wind Cave is a part of the Lakota creation story, particularly the Lakota emergence story. The upstairs exhibit had information about this. And we highly encourage you to um, look into the Lakota emergence Mm -hmm. story. It's a fascinating Mm -hmm. story. And um, Wind Cave is like a physical place of their story. So it's a sacred space for the Lakota people. The downstairs exhibit mostly covered science, which made a lot of sense because it was downstairs, it was underground, and there were no windows. Um, There were topographical maps and 3D renderings of Wind Cave, information about settlers of the area and how they interacted with Wind Cave as they moved into the area. This was a really cool, like, um, piece of interior design here mm-hmm. because it's like if you go downstairs into that exhibit and like you can't handle the like no windows thing yeah. it's like then you know maybe I shouldn't do yeah maybe I shouldn't go into the cave into the cave yeah. not that it feels like the cave down there no. it just feels like a room with no windows right there was also a film about wind cave which we didn't watch but not because Mike was on his usual stuff about not letting me watch films. It was um, because based on when the film, the next time the film started, I think the film was at like 1040 and we were like, we'd be kind of close. So not to, we wouldn't be able to have been like nine (laughs) fifteen. Yeah. It was like 10, 15 right. the film started so there was no way so after taking all of the museum space in and i think we headed to the gift shop too for a moment we did um we got we, our patches yep we 
brought everything through the car that we no longer needed because basically they tell you you're very limited on what you can bring into the cave anyway. We made our way over to the space where we would be meeting for orientation for our tour. And with that, let's take our first break. All right, Mike, we're playing a new game. Oh, okay. It's called Lottery Hypotheticals. Oh. Okay, so... People ask the question all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you win the Powerball, you mm-hmm. win the lottery, you win a billion dollars, what are you going to do with it, right? Now, we could be here forever talking about things we would do with that money whatnot. Mm-hmm. But let's be specific. <laughs> <laughs> right, I would go, like, I would pay to have, like, a consultation mm-hmm. with Susie Orman. So let's be specific. And this is what I mean. You win the Powerball or you win a mil- a billion dollars. Where is so I'm going to come up with a question, you're going to come up with a mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um where is the first place you go on vacation? Oh. You're going to start with just a week. You're going to go somewhere for oh. a week. A week. That's like not a lot of time to experience something. Okay. But maybe it's like an unwind. I've won the lottery. I've and won the lottery like and I just somewhere. unwind. There we go. I like um, that. I honestly think I would probably go to somewhere like Montana or somewhere out west to like just rent a cabin and sort of be able to be very contemplative about like what, like be able to spend time outside to be able to sort of understand what was happening because that's a lot to deal with and a lot to like digest that sort of information. And so I think I would want to spend time in a little bit of solitude. Maybe there'd be a few people I would invite along with me to like be celebratory, but I think it would be like a good contemplative time to kind of decide what I would really want to do and how I would want to make the most of that money and how I could pay that money forward in what ways. Like there's a lot of things I've already thought about. You know, I think we all think about them. I don't think it would be a lavish vacation because I'm not that person anyway, but I think I would need some like time to ground and um, to feel grounded in that new reality that had just basically happened to me. What about you? Oh, I like that. So somewhere like out in Montana in a cabin in a... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, I'm going on a one-week vacation by myself, or maybe I'm bringing a couple of people. Mm-hmm. I think I think I want to take like a week to myself prior to like coming back and like dealing with the responsibility that comes with what just what has been presented to me, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I would probably I would probably head to uh, Edinburgh, Scotland. Mm. That is a city that I love. It's a city that I know, but there's still a lot I have to explore about that city Mm -hmm. and understand. But I would get like, I mean, I've stayed in some like really terrible (laughs) places in Edinburgh, but I um, would rent myself a lovely, nice place Mm -hmm. and do a lot of long walks. I would go into the highlands on the train and I would hike and I would, you know, uh, just be on foot the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's what I think that's what I would do. And then mm. take in some art. Mm. Yeah, that's what I would spend the week doing. Beautiful. What is the first sort of charity or organization that you would put some money toward? Well, I am probably going to put it toward um, first an organization that's very close to my heart, which is Collab Arts mm-hmm. um, in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Um, I do a lot of work with them mm-hmm. and I love the work that they do, which is to engage artists with community advocates to create transformative new work. They are, you know, bringing mural art all over in New Brunswick, New Jersey. They have so many programs for young people uh, to 
teach them about socially engaged artwork and advocacy and the intersection of those two things. So that is probably what I would do. Mm. What about you? I feel like it would be either some sort of conservation organization, some something environmentally based, or, I mean, I think there's always, I feel like Brave Trails or Venture Out would probably be like yeah. a, you know, someone or an organization that I feel like could benefit and could touch a lot of lives in a very impactful way when it comes to um, queer people in outdoor spaces um, and, you know, fostering that opportunity for people that might not have it. Um, or might might really need it uh, as a way to kind of move forward with their lives. So it's something like that, yeah, for sure. I like this game because we could keep going and going and yeah, going and it's going. True, with, we do. It's just about being specific. It is. So there is another building on the property at Wind Cave. There's multiple buildings. Mm-hmm. We were first in the visitor center building, but outside along a walkway, there's another building. Yeah. It's basically like the elevator house, yeah. essentially. Where essentially it is, yeah. The how it is the building that contains the elevator that goes down into Wind Cave. Yep. If that elevator is not working, no, no one wind cave. <laughs> gets into Wind Cave. Yeah. So um, Yeah, unlike Mammoth Cave, you can't just walk down there is a natural stairwell entrance to mammoth cave but not here but not here no so there's like a little bit of a breezeway here um and we see some people gathering and we join the group and soon we are introduced to ranger christina who will be guiding our tour and it seems that from the very start like every bit of what Ranger Christina is saying is from the tour script and memorized. Oh, which yeah. I appreciate. Yeah. Always. Because I'm like, I, I'm like, no one interrupt them. Just let them say what's scripted <laughs> so that we can hear everything. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then ask questions yeah. if you have them. Yeah. But I appreciate Thorough. a, um, I appreciate a scripted tour, especially for people who get nervous when they have to talk on the fly. And yeah. then they just say a bunch of things that they, that it, when you just say stuff that doesn't really mean anything yeah like i'm doing right now (laughs) um so she definitely like she had it down pat for sure um she explains two things we have to do first we have to go down in groups of 10 that's basically how many people can fit into the elevator and then when we get down we'll be in the airlock and we have to hang out down there until everybody's down this actually took a decent amount of time because it was a pretty large group of people it was over 20 for sure oh yeah um uh and that on the way out we would have to scrub our shoes against a soapy floor mat to get rid of any bacteria um because there was a current currently and this is a big issue um white nose syndrome um for bats um this was talked about a little when we were we we definitely did this in mammoth cave too although i don't know if we mentioned it um there we did we did did. um and so it's, it's an issue that you know is pivotal for the bat population to not be exposed to um so we obviously definitely wanted to do that so so um we got on the elevator it looks like any other corporate elevator 10 of us got on we went down to the cave entrance and then we hung out in the airlock now this is a fancy term for it sounds like a fancy term but Mm. it's not fancy it just means that there is a wall built around the elevators with the a glass door, partition. glass partition, mm-hmm. like the glass, they were glass walls. Mm-hmm. What that does is if there is no airlock, then 
the elevator shaft can send air into a cave or into a space. Sure. That's why like in buildings, they often will have like firewalls that cover up elevators if a fire breaks out onto a floor. Because if they aren't, then like that's how fires get to other floors because they'll like go through the elevator shaft. Sure. This creates an airlock so that there's no airflow coming in and out of the cave because of this elevator. Mm -hmm. So we wait for everybody to get down there and then we all walk through the door together into the cave and Mm -hmm. close the door behind us. So this is our first time in a cave. Although I think the separately we talked that we had been in caves in our youth. Um, Nothing major on like a national park scale, but some kind of smaller cave systems. I had and Ruby Falls in Ruby Falls. Uh, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But um, we definitely took notice that it's definitely a very narrow sort of walkway. And we had nothing to kind of compare this to at this point. But now, having done it and having heard it, if you've listened to our earlier episodes, thinking about Mammoth Cave, good Lord. <laughs> Mammoth Cave, there's no section, there's very few sections of what we walk through in Mammoth Cave that were as tight as what Wind Cave was. Wind Correct. Cave is an extremely, I wouldn't say it's claustrophobic, but it is, it is very narrow. It's like walking through a hallway that's jagged, essentially, right. a lot of the time. But there are um, some open spaces. Paved paths have yeah. been laid with railings yeah. so that people can, like, you know, navigate through. Um, so on this tour, we would walk through a section. Ranger Christina would, um, we would all stop and then she would tell us some information about the area. One very notable thing about Wind Cave is boxwork. Boxwork is a type of cave formation that is found in many caves, but particularly abundant in Wind Cave. Go listen to our trail mix on cave formations to find out about how boxwork is formed. And boxwork looks like these tiny three-dimensional boxes that are suspended from the ceiling in an interconnected network. And it was in many spots in Wind Cave. It's their sort of kind of claim to fame as a cave. And it was in many spots on this tour. There was a lot of boxwork happening. So let's talk about this first section. There were quite a few stairs. Mm -hmm. And we quickly understood why this is called strenuous. Yeah. In fact, there were 450 stairs that one had to climb up while on this tour. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say probably after like stair number 200, I was like, well, they're not kidding. No, There's no. quite a few stairs And here. I feel like a lot of it was, that's what I remember. It was a lot of long. The issue with Wind Cave is, and this was sort of explained to us by Ranger Christina, because it was such a large group. Honestly, there are some bigger chambers within the cave, but she's like, oh, we're just going to be walking through. If I'm talking, unless you're right near me, no one's going to hear me. So, So like we will come to spaces and stop that are large enough to contain everybody. Then I'll share some more information. And honestly, this happened a few times. We were able to stop and she was able to go through information with us. But a lot of the tour is just walking walking and experiencing the cave. Now, we were good little sneaky tourists and we were at the very front of the line. Mm -hmm. We did. We did. I do like to do that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm just gonna just be admit, honest. Admit, admit the person who's like, no, I want to be first. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's like 
Because then I'm like, I am now hearing all the bonus information from yeah. the tour guide who, like, all the people in the back are not going to hear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because so. we could ask questions. Because, she, again, she wasn't feeding information to everybody no. at this point. So it could be like, oh, yeah, she we was, were definitely she like, was uh, the brown-nosing students at the front. We were. Uh-huh. But Line leaders. Honest, <laughs> we were always that in school. Yeah, it is something that we both share. Mm-hmm. We were the teacher's mm-hmm. pet. I'll help you erase the mm-hmm. board. I'll stay mm-hmm. in during recess and um, gossip with you. Encyclopedia a brown nose over here right Mm -hmm. both of us eventually after walking for a bit we get to a sitting area now there are benches that are human made and placed here because it is a point where people where rangers guide to um for several reasons but this is a one of our first stops where we're also able to get a lot of information about the cave about the formations within the cave there was a lot of information shared with us just in general this felt very much so like an amphitheater so yeah there i mean and this is where you kind of get like a good view of the group too and how many people there are because it is a lot of people here we had to like i believe travel downstairs to get to the amphitheater area we did and in front of us there's a wall and to the right of us if i remember correctly there's like a kind of a bigger open area that we're able to see and this is where ranger christina continues her talk we got to talk about this one thing that was in the script yeah that's sort of like both of us like went like separately really yeah we we wrote that in the script. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. We recommend an edit. Yeah. Um, the line was about, the line was specifically addressing the National Park Service and indigenous communities. Mm-hmm. And what it said was, um, the National Park Service is committed to working with indigenous communities to to rebuild the bridge between um, the first people and the land of this country. And it's something that we continue to work on, but that we may never accomplish. Yeah, it was And I was weird. like, what? Are yeah. we kidding? I think it was that we may need... That we may not fully accomplish that I think we was the, but it was kind of like, oh no, Whoa. that wasn't a great. That was like a record no. screech. I mean, I'm sure it, it went over a lot of people's heads to just be like, okay, that sounds great. But it's like, no, I mean, especially after learning more about the Lakota, you know, and how important Wind Cave is, and the, how important especially. the Black Hills are. Yep. It just was like, it felt very, very white and very, very like... It felt very... Colonizing. Like, and there's there's just nothing, there's nothing we, we can, can do, do about, about it. it. And it's like, there are so many examples in our country already of this relationship and co-management yeah. um, working, happening. Yeah. happening. It is possible. Yeah, absolutely. It is possible. And hopefully maybe three years later, the script has changed. Hopefully. Because it wasn't great. It, it was wasn't like great. definitely a moment where we both were like, oh, NPS, that's not great. That's do not better. great. We got to do better. Even if the script at the time were to have said something like, we just own what we don't know. Our goal is co-management. It's... It's something that we're working on each and every day so that hopefully at some point there is a symbiotic relationship or that there is like a land can be returned to the indigenous people of this area and so that we can all come to a consensus and work together. It's all possible. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just the fact that it was like so dour. Right. And it wasn't. And I do want to just be clear. Like, first of all, the ranger did not say hi, I'm reading from a script or hi, I've got this memorized. But like you could tell that 
everything and this was not to it was not a slight against her everything was canned like everything everything she, was scripted like everything was scripted obviously she could go off the cuff if you were answering a question because who you know who you can't tell what sort of questions are going to come at you regarding the cave and like obviously they spend their time here they understand and they know and they're learning hopefully more about the cave as they are guiding but i do want to just say that this was not her personal this was clearly a canned scripted line. Yeah. This was not, I don't want to like, you Correct. know, this no, isn't her this own isn't, personal feeling. This isn't her. No, 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 no. She wasn't saying something that was of Untoward. her, un, or of her own accord yeah. in this moment. But what it is, is an opportunity to share resources. Right. And it's an opportunity to look into like, okay, well, where is it working and how can we like share with everyone? Like, these are things we're talking about. It's, it's, slowly happening in other places we are hoping and working toward one day for it to happen here in wind cave national park as well that aside um this is where we enter into the darkness and we're not i'm not talking about the darkness that is my my very existence well being friends with you over Mm -hmm. here um i am no stranger to true darkness Mm -hmm. because this was a moment about true darkness because Mm -hmm. ranger christina was like okay let's experience what true darkness Mm -hmm. is like let me see your true darkness not shining through (laughs) (laughs) so um she asked all of us to close our eyes Mm -hmm. which we did and then um she turned out the lights she asked us to open them back up and with that let's take our next break ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the stage donna Donna Venera. venera Donna Venera. Mm-hmm. So her name's Donna. Mm-hmm. Her last name's Venera. Venera. It could also be Venera Ven- Bread. Venera. <laughs> right. Venera Bread. <laughs> Donna Venera Bread. Maybe maybe that that's is... That's the before and after queen name. That's the before and after mm-hmm. queen name. It's mm-hmm. true. I feel like she could also... If it's Venera, it, she could also be a Veneris queen. <laughs> okay. She's a dentist. She, dentist. She's a dental hygienic queen she's a dental hygienist yes she like teaches you how to um brush your teeth and mm-hmm. how to floss mm-hmm. i see her as sort of like she has like a bouffant beehive mm-hmm. type of hairstyle but like an 80s like power suit on with like a chunky heel but does she also have like an apron that a hygienist would wear <laughs> on yeah top she has like, like whatever a smock yeah a frock smock yeah like a, what a dental hygienist would mm-hmm. wear mm-hmm. right her smile is pearly white it's gotta be. She must sell veneers. Mm-hmm. That must be what she does. She does. That's her merch. Veneers. veneers. Be like, get them at the bar, everybody. Donna Venera. <laughs> Donna Venera. Yeah. <laughs> get them at the bar. <laughs> so if she's got a bouffant hair, I feel like I want her to sing like a B-52 song for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what she would sing. Other than Love Shack, which mm-hmm. is just like such the obvious B-52s hit. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Rock um, Lobster, Planet Claire, Rome, mm-hmm. Private Idaho. I like Rock Lobster mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. I also, I'm curious, is there like... Um, she could sing um, Because I'm a Dentist from Little Shop. She could. She right? could do Dentist. Yeah. That's, um, you'll be a dentist. You'll be a dentist. Yeah. 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 What else? What else might she do a tooth as queen? part of her act? I think she like... Um, 
I do think, however, like veneers is one option, but I do feel like she has some sort of special like teeth whitening thing mm-hmm. that'll like whiten your teeth really instantly. And she does it live. Like she'll oh. pull up an audience member it's and like, like QVC. they'll do the whitening <laughs> in the middle of the song and then they reveal. I do feel like um, there's a giant toothbrush as a part of her act and maybe people I dressed think- as teeth dancers the toothbrush is the costume a person is the toothbrush yes no i I think think she holds the toothbrush and there are dancers dressed as teeth and she's got to brush them oh i see like they've got like grime on them and so she brushes them i see i want the grime to like fall off and be something yeah Maybe it's like a little, like maybe there's a little prizes inside. Okay. And so she, and then they fall off into the audience. Prize the grime. audience like, like wins a little baggie of goodies. Veneer. Uh, yes. Of like, but it's the baggie of goodies that you always get at the dentist office. Oh, okay. It's like it's the prize bucket. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, um, maybe there's like a, a little toothpaste and a little bit of floss and a little, you know, toothbrush in there. And also like, you know, a Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Something that you'd get from like the prize bucket when you were at the uh we no 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 we the yeah, this is not a universal thing. This was clearly at your dentist. Your no, dentist I think had that, a prize bucket. Well, apparently you went to torture dentist. I didn't get there was no prize bucket at my yeah, dentist. Yeah, like people hate the dentist when you're kids, so they always well, yeah. like bait you with like, oh, but you get a prize at you get like you can pick something out of the little reward bucket for having your teeth cleaned. No. No, well, you get a little baggie of goodies okay. from my dentist, which was always like stuff to keep your teeth clean. Yeah, but then you'd also get like a little toy or something. No. Okay. Well, no. well, I, I take that separate... back. I think there might have been a slap bracelet in there. See? There you but go. But there was no like me drawing anything, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Well, because they were just, Weapon. well, I was going to say they were just um, uh, tape measures. Mm-hmm. It's literally just a tape measure like cut into parts and yeah, like with fabric, with fabric it. over it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all it is. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Donna Venera. So we're sitting there in the dark. We open our eyes and it is dork. I mean, you can't see anything. Nothing. Yeah. Like hand in front of your face, nothing. Mm-hmm. And then over in the corner, Ranger Christina lights up a um, lamp bucket. Mm-hmm. And she does this as a way to show us the way that they would use a lamp bucket to guide the way back years ago when people would explore the cave. Prior to electricity in the Correct. caves. Because that we were benefiting from that. And just like the quote goes, it only took the light of a single candle to dispel the darkness. And there you go. I gave you an inspirational <laughs> quote to say. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. right. And then you see the star and the rainbow <laughs> fly by. That's right. The more you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, she continued her talk just with the lamp bucket for a while. And um, and then she did eventually turn the lights back mm-hmm. on after a minute. Mm-hmm. And then um, we started to make our way back mm-hmm. toward the elevator we climb the stairs buck out of the amphitheater and we start to make our way back towards the elevator the first part of the tour was really a lot of like okay let's get to this point we're gonna walk for most of it maybe stop once and then the way back there were a few more stops along the way back towards the elevator while we are making our way back she did share ranger christina that wind cave had never been used as a hospital but it had been used as a bomb shelter. We make a few more stops and she gives us a few more examples of some 
cave formations. We got to see cave popcorn, frost work, and then some more box work. We did, this was like a spot where we were able to stop and basically be in another large chamber, which was really, really cool to be able to, this was also like kind of on a slant. I just remember that. To be able to see all these formations. And the neat thing about Wind Cave is even though the tour is a much more compressed tour in that there's not as many stops as, say, Mammoth Cave, and there's not as much of a way for the ranger to really communicate to the larger part of the group. There is so much to look at here. Like, that is, it's a feast for the eyes when it comes to the cave formations that you're seeing. She does give us some tips here on how to take photos inside the cave with no flash, because the flash sort of just ricochets and, like, yeah, makes wild. everything really, really kind of blurry. blurry. Yeah, It also just, like you know, is blindingly kind of like the photo just isn't good. So no, no. Um, it that's the one thing, like even in Mammoth Cave, it's very difficult to photograph. Like if you're photographing the cave, you are clearly going down with a ranger, you know, it, people that get good photos, I should say. And you must just have time to set up your camera so that you can do long exposures with it on a tripod so that it's able to like capture really crisp imagery because otherwise it's just going to be blown out. So we finally make our way back to the beginning section to the airlock. We go up the elevator. She asks us if we have any final questions. Some people have a few. She takes some time to answer some and then we all head back up in groups on the elevator. So I remember making it up back to the surface. There was like a distinct temperature difference because it was summer in South Dakota. So up top it was warm. And then inside Wind Cave, it was a very stable 54 degrees. Right. And it is like that all year long. Yes. That's something to really also think about is, you know, Mammoth Cave was definitely cooler, but this was kind of chilly down here in the cave. So we definitely had to layer up. Um, we did. Yeah. When we got back into the elevator house, essentially, in order to walk out, you had to walk across the soapy mats to clean your boots um, so that you weren't distributing anything out into the world, specifically with the white nose syndrome. Once we got out of the elevator house, basically was our time to explore on our own. And we wanted to take some time to see some more of the grounds and to potentially get on some trails because Wind Cave isn't just about the cave. There are prairie trails throughout the park. And so we made our way back to the car. We put on our hiking boots and we made our way to some adventure. Okay, so let's put the fairgrounds tour in Wind Cave on the Karen Stone scale. Uh, that was to 450 stairs. <laughs> I thought it was 20, but you know. I'm going to give it a six. I was thinking about like a four or five, just because it's not for everybody. You're not no. going to be able to do it if there's mobility issues. If you ha- are uncomfortable with tight spaces, maybe this not. This is probably your spot. not the cave for you. And if um, you don't like doing stairs, yeah. And if yeah, stairs are an issue, it might not be for you. So, so we'll say a five for you. Yeah, I'll say a five. So eleven out of twenty Karen stones. Mm-hmm. And now let's end this episode like we end all of our episodes with some Jeopardy style trivia. Why don't you get us started today, Mike? Great. So 
my Jeopardy for today is titled Fairgrounds Almost Before, During, and After. Oh, I'm excited about that. So, um... Are these about rides you would find at the fair? They are. <laughs> Look at that. They are about things you might find at the fair, not okay. necessarily rides. So, listen close, y'all, and here we go. Okay. So, for 100... This ride that takes you cyclically around from a base platform to the highest heights with this show hosted by Pat Sajak with this command an accompanist would give the choir director before the concert. Okay, so what is is it what is Ferris Wheel of Fortune the piano? That's correct. Before we get this show on the road. <laughs> you could have just stopped with piano. But okay, that's great. right. Great. Great. All right. So it's an almost before, during, and after. I know so that's that, why I love no, it. No, I just wanted to explain. So mm-hmm. that just means that like the bridging word might not be like... It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. And that's All the right? point. And that is the point. So for 200, this phrase a gal pal might utter about a male friend if he were gay and she was pretending to be his girlfriend as a way to keep his sexuality a secret. With this woman with lots of follicles on her face, with this pop star and singer of Stupid Love, Poker Face, and Bad Romance. What is I'm His Bearded Lady Gaga? (laughs) That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. I love that. For 300, a phrase you might say if you wanted to let someone know you have plenty and don't need any more of something. With this carnival ride in a boat that starts by propelling you through a heart-shaped opening... With this Bible quote from Corinthians, often uttered at weddings. What is, I'm good, I already have a tunnel of love, is patient love is kind. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's correct. My God, this is my favorite. For 400, this Ben Stiller and Cameron Diaz vehicle about a woman everyone is infatuated with, With this carnival ride that you take on beasts of burden, usually horses, with what would happen if your grade was a 99.5 at the end of the quarter? What is there something about Mary go rounded up to 96? 99.5. Oh, rounded up to 100. That's right. There's something about Mary go rounding up to 100. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And finally for 500. A phrase that means you're in flow or that everything is going your way. With this carnival ride that has ups and downs, curves, and in which you might even go upside down. With what a host might ask you to do before putting your ice water on their newly refinished mahogany table. What is, um, I'm on a roller coaster, please, before you put that down on my nice, um, uh, coffee table. Sure. You're on a roller coaster, Zunder your drinks, please. Great. Great. Perfect. And that is Fairgrounds Almost Before, During, and After. That was so much fun. Well done. Thank you. You're welcome. I think as much as we come for each other about our um, our um, categories, we should also celebrate them. Mm-hmm. Really <laughs> I will take them. my flowers. <laughs> Great. So this category is, um, I'm going to ask you to refrain from singing anything at this moment when you hear the title. Because you're going to want to, because I know you. Um, I was She's ins- weak. I was inspired by the fact that we went into a cave, and this category is about songs that contain the word into in their title. Got it? I got it. So you, but um, you're identifying the song each time. Okay. Bonus points if you can sing 
the title phrase great from the great, song great great for, as i answer for 100 as you okay. answer this song from the frozen universe features lyrics like i've had my adventure i don't need something new i'm afraid of what i'm risking if i follow you into the unknown there it is keep going into the unknown into the unknown good job girl <laughs> proud of you <laughs> okay for 200 this song you who who came for me with my <laughs> matching pitch and harmony yet a week ago <laughs> well i will take those flowers that's right that's right for 200 this song from paramore features lyrics like it's not a walk in the park to love each other but when our fingers interlock can't deny can't deny you're worth it because after all this time I'm this oh I don't know god this is such a good song it was one of their hits from not their first album but I think their second or third or something I don't know because after all this time I'm still into you. I was gonna say into you, but I didn't know the well, I didn't know the song. Well, you know, mm-hmm. you didn't. I didn't. You missed. Oh well. Two hundred dollars on the table. Back to me mm-hmm. for three hundred. You better know this song by Madonna, or your gay card is gonna get revoked. And it features an intro that starts like, "What are you looking at?" Not that one. Oh. No, that's Vogue. Oh, sorry. This intro starts <laughs> with. And you can dance. Oh, for, for inspiration. inspiration. Come on. Come on. I'm yep. waiting. Mm-hmm. Get into the groove, boy. You've got to prove your love to me. Correct. Okay, for 400. This song by Ariana Grande features these lyrics. So baby, come light me up and baby, I'll let you on it. A little bit dangerous, but baby, that's how I want it. A little less conversation, a little more touch my body because I'm so this <laughs> um i don't know uh um i'm so into feet <laughs> it's not into feet you should have gone with that guest from two questions ago what oh. is into you oh again okay no the song from paramore is called still into you oh okay this one is just called into you oh okay yeah for 500 This song by Annie Lennox was featured in Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, and won the Oscar for Best Original Song in Mm -hmm. 2004. The title also sounds like Where I'm Going If I'm Going from Manhattan to New Jersey. Mm -hmm. It's Into the West. That is correct. Why can't I see (laughs) on the horizon? So everybody. Why do the white doves call? That's not the lyrics, but it's sort of close to that. That you can tell exactly what kind of gay I am. What kind of gay, (laughs) not only that you are, but we are. Yeah. That you know the lyrics (laughs) and can sing Into the West by Annie Lennox, but don't know Into You by Ariana Grande. And for the record, had that question been tossed to me that Ariana Grande, I would not be able to get it either. I had to look that up. Great. I was like, I was like, Into You by Ariana Grande. That's a song that has the word into in the title. I wonder how that goes. Is it popular? <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Yeah. Okay.
This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the national parks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gaze at the national parks.com. And that's gaze, G A Z E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the gaze shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written and performed by Dave Seaman and Mariella Klinger with Sean Sclios on guitar. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we are on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey.